Welcome to episode seven of The Pulpit, where we always seek to engage by peaking interests, testing tempers, and apologizing whenever necessary. Um, it is my pleasure to again have this roundtable discussion following up last week's endeavor. Um, and with that, I'm going to turn it over to the producer extraordinaire because this is his brainchild and his um, basically uh, message this week. So let's let's go, Mr. Marks. Thanks, Ron. Uh, as you know, last week we talked about the uh, the debt, the financing ramifications, and this is going to be a kind of refinement of that. Once again, we have Henry Jacobsy joining us um, uh, on the pulpit on week seven. Um, Henry, as as we stated last week, is with a large global investment company. He's in the wealth management side of it. Um, he has uh, an, an active part in this topic. We're going to dive into to real estate and in, in real estate. Um, kind of going down into the micro. And this is one of those ramifications of what it's, you know, what is it, how is it impacting the individuals of the state when we have these these debts and the finances and all the stuff we've been yapping about for six weeks. We're going to dive into it. We're just going to spitball this. And this is going to be an absolute roundtable because we're all affected by it. Um, we know people that have sold their homes. We know people that have physically moved out of the state. We know the commercial real estate tax bills are starting to hit. CFOs and, and executives within organizations in the business district of Chicago um, they're going to be jaws dropping. The new assessor is assessing property starting up in Evanston. Um, some of them are two, three X um, valuation. Uh, wasn't that way when the shovel went in the ground a year ago. Um, and it kind of kept us off when it turns over. Um, my wife was recently on a trip in the Southeast. She ran into a woman. They were on a tour and they started chatting. And the woman said, where are you from? My wife said, Chicago. And the woman said, oh, we were there too. But we recently moved out. We moved to Wisconsin. We had to get out of the state of Illinois because we were getting clobbered. And at the closing, once the, the, the exchange happened, it was one of the line items. It was a $15,000 uh, tab that they had to pay. And they were asking what it was, and everybody seemed to play uh, Schultz from the Hogan's Hero Circuit. <laughs> I know nothing. Um, and they ended You're up dating up, yourself with that that's one. That's okay. Know. That's okay. Uh, it ended up being a, quote, unquote, a transfer tax that they had to pay. So after all the other fees that they paid and the frustration that led them to leave the state, they were hit with an additional $15,000. I'm going to throw it out to both of you guys. What's going on? Where is this going? And, and again, what can we do about it? Besides, as Ron said in the previous, we either leave or we prepare to pay more. It's open forum, boys. Well, it, here. So the transfer tax thing, um, I think, is a polite way of municipalities um, addressing, exiting residents. But I think it's more appropriately called an exit tax. Right. And I think it's meant as a penalty. And I think it is meant as a last kick in the shorts if someone should dare to, to leave that locale. There are many municipalities that will go nameless that have this transfer tax. And we were talking offline, many times it is diminished or not at all if a move is within the corporate boundaries of the affected city or town. But if you dared leave that municipality is when that transfer or exit tax kicks in and it can be punitive. And it sounds like for your wife's uh, acquaintance, Bob, it was, I mean, $15,000 unexpected on the way out is punitive. That's a gulp. Yeah, that's punitive. And I think it's intended to be that. And what's interesting to me is when we talked a few episodes ago about the garden variety of taxes being contemplated at the state level, another gas tax, you know, a vaping tax, a cigarette tax on top of the current cigarette tax, marijuana tax, gaming taxes, 
Um, you have vertical taxes for this capital plan to come. And today, a, a bunch of horizontal taxes came out for roads and bridges that the 150 um, operating engineers endorsed. Yay. Anyway, all these new taxes, but one that has been contemplated, and Henry and I were talking about it offline, is this exit tax. And, you know, to your clientele, Henry, this would be that it's aimed, frankly, at those in retirement or soon to be in retirement that wish to, you know, live their golden years in Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Arizona, or some less taxing state. Right. Well, and, and that's exactly it. Um, so I, I know that there's been some talk within the state of Illinois. Uh, I, I mean, uh, Bob and, and Ron talked about uh, various local municipalities, uh, Oak Park, Evanston, and, and perhaps some other other uh, you know townships are, are talking about or have had a an exit tax. The state of Illinois is actually um, contemplating an exit exit tax as well. And that is targeting the people who are leaving the state, people who are leaving because property taxes are too high. People are leaving because they, oh, they just, they, maybe they just want to go down to warmer weather, you know, uh, for the rest of their lives. But um, the, the idea, again, is that you tax on the sale of your house. And if you buy another house in the state of Illinois, you may get a credit for what you paid on the old house. And so or it, percentage it, it, of right. So it could be a wash uh, if you stay in the state. But if you leave the state, it's something that you don't get a credit on. And so you paid it on the on the way out of your out of your house. Um, you know, it, it's a conversation that I'm having with with my clients because it has come up with with my uh, it's be part of your performance. You're doing for them. Right. right. Um, and. You know, uh, the, the fear that a lot of people have is is getting out too late. Yeah. You know? um, Don't want to be the last one responsible or holding on because you're going to get whacked, especially hard. That's exactly it. And uh, and so people are afraid that property values may uh, may go down or flatten. Uh, you know, people aren't making as much on their on their homes as they once did. You know, we uh, I'm sure a lot of us have, have made money on, on their past homes. Um, I've been in my home for the last, uh, you know, was it 12 years now? And I, I, I don't think I've made a dime on this house. And if, uh, if things continue, you know, my fear is that, uh, you know, real estate prices may go south. So is, is, is that just an emotional thing or is it in your experience based on talking to clientele or looking at the market that you're seeing something that's indicative of market, I don't want to say distress, but of at least flattening or maybe starting to dip. I mean, your, 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 your analysts have to have that information at their fingertip. By county, by municipality, the real estate valuation over years relative to other states. Is that a fair statement? So in DuPage County, someone's got their, their finger on the pulse of what's happening to real estate values. And that that's something you can probably put your finger on in a heartbeat. Is that no, fair? That, not not uh, not with my firm. We, uh, we we don't look at the local municipalities. Uh, that, that's really for um, for someone who's more more focused on residential real estate. But um, but I just know looking at my clients. Uh, you know, I have, I have clients from all over the state, all over the, the Chicago area, uh, and then obviously you know folks outside of Illinois. But uh, but a lot of them are sitting on homes that really haven't appreciated a whole lot. Um, That's distressing from a, I mean, right? For, sure. From 
if you're a plant, if that was something you were planning on some type of. Well, but, but I, I always, return. Tell, I always oh. tell clients that, you know, don't plan on your house being an investment. You know, it's, it's a place that you live. You build equity by, by paying down your mortgage and, uh, and hopefully you get some appreciation, but don't bank on it. You know, and there were time periods in the, in the eighties, for example, where, you know, real estate prices were, were, were skyrocketing year over year. Right. Yeah. Right. And there was a imputed return expected over some, you know, time horizon. Right. There was an expectation, but now I think there's, there's somewhat of a fear that, um, that, okay, with, with higher real estate taxes, perhaps an exit tax, I'm not going to make as much money on selling my house. So maybe now's the time to do it. And I'm not saying that's not my recommendation to anyone listening. Right. Um, you know, but, but there is a fear that, you know, perhaps I'm, you know, I need to sell now that it might be too late, you know, five years down the road. The point is do your own homework. I mean, it really is. Right. You, you have to educate yourself. Ron and I have exchanged emails and texts about mm -hmm. home valuations in Barrington, the North shore here in DuPage County. And the stale history of it going back to 2002, some homes have traded four times, purchased at 850, last trade was 525. Um, it's happening all over um, the, the Chicagoland area, and it's real. Um, real estate market up where I grew up in the Northwest is 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 abysmal um, for many reasons. Taxes are high. There, there's not a lot of backfill of people who want these big houses. They don't want to come in and pay $1,500 to $2,000 a month. In taxes alone, they want a different lifestyle. So there's all kinds of dynamics going on. But um, again, you know, I think some folks are willing to, they make a nice buck here for the time being. I think they're willing to trade income for equity. But at some point, you know, the economic lines cross and that thing can go south on you. Then there's a lot of people that have to be in their family. They have relatives, they have a sick parent, a sick sibling, a sick spouse. You know, it, it, there's all kinds of dynamics involved in this. But to your point, Henry, you know, if, if people are actually coming to you saying, I want to do a perform. I want to actually put the numbers to this to, to hit the, the 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 button, and you know, not being the, the last man out. You know, I mean, it. it what, what boggles my mind is how more people in this state don't self-educate and are not understanding what's going on. That they're, you know, this 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 transfer tax, exit tax that's kicking around the state. I had never heard of that prior to four months ago. Right. Um, you know, and, and shame on me. I, I, you know, I'm like everybody else. Keep your head down. You're dealing with kids and jobs and all that stuff. But where, where and how does this, well, at some point, the leak becomes a, a flat, right? You're on the side of the road. Your flash is on. Your battery goes out. And then you're just a big orange sticker on the side window. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. The state of Illinois always, always reminds me of a, a big charity fundraiser. <laughs> you ever go to a charity fundraiser and there's all kinds of different gimmicks of raising money. Right. You got split the pot. You got silent auction. Yeah. Your entrance fee. You got to pay for drinks. You and, win a duck if you hit the They shame ground. you into, you know, uh, bidding on stuff. And Right. Well, that's what's going on in the state of Illinois. I mean, you look at all the different ways that they're trying to, to get revenue and uh, and sure, they could say, well, OK, I'm, uh, yeah, we're raising your income taxes, uh, you know, or you're, we're raising your property taxes. But then they're getting you with all these other things, the exit tax that people don't, you know, that, 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 that surprise people. And again, the exit tax is not statewide no. yet, but I know it's on the docket. You know, what's interesting. Um, I think that analogy <clears throat> to a charity fundraiser is, is a really solid one. <laughs> Um, and it, it, it kind of funny in, in a distressing way. I want to go back to a point you made, Bob. We, we regularly say, educate yourself. 
um, look for resources and, and, and places to, to find information, to arm yourself. And, you know, we don't claim to be anything other than an awareness generator. So to the point you were making, Bob, uh, what I, you and I have exchanged emails just because this has been an interesting topic area. My, my former neighbor and a very good friend of mine is someone who I regularly tap into to get, cause he's very detail oriented to get his impressions on price points in a certain locality. But I, I, I commend for those that use Twitter to follow Dennis Rodkin, R-O-D-K-I-N, not to be confused with the former goofy power forward from the, yes, the the guy from that like to hang out with the guy from North Korea. I follow him. Yeah, the guy from North Korea. But Dennis Rodkin, R-O-D-K-I-N, works for Crane Chicago Business, and he regularly, and his beat is real estate. And what he does regularly, and it's, and I and have communicated with him through Twitter, um, I find it like I can't avoid my eyes. He will find a, they're usually high-end properties, uh, whether Barrington, Kenilworth, um, Evanston, you know, Hinsdale, Oakbrook, he'll find a former really high-end property that's been flipped a few times, but they're always upside down. Meaning in 2003, yeah. they sold for 1.2 in 2006, you know, 1.3, and now they're selling for 950. I'm making up the numbers, but if you follow him on Twitter, um, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see I retweet his stuff all the time because it's just fascinating. And what I've noticed is that these were for like the last five, six months, they were always really high end properties that just Lake Forest, for instance, that just weren't moving. And when they did move, they were moving at a massive discount from what they were listed at and what they were purchased at. And sometimes there's three or four trades in between. And you're like, whoa, whoa, someone really took it. Anyway, the price creep has been coming down. And the most recent property was like last week, Thursday or Friday, was a Naperville property. And so out of a morbid curiosity, I diverted my, you know, typical uh, drive to work when I'm out in the Western Burbs. I couldn't find it, but it was a fascinating example of price creep because it was below a million dollars. It was in the 800,000 range but it was still less than what it was sold for, you know, six years previous. And so, you know, is this a trend? It's, this is all anecdotal stuff we're chatting about right here. It's high end stuff. It's not granular, but I'm fearful. And that's why, you know, I've been talking to my, my old next door neighbor and a few others. And I've been exchanging websites with Bob um, just to try and find kind of what is happening in real time. I'm not mapping it yet. But I'm sort of inclined to start doing that just as kind of a, an observatory thing because it, it piques my interest and I'm and I'm just you know interested in finding out where it's going on a macro level. Well, that's an interesting point. I mean, Cranes pushes out an article or two every week, and they'll put out an article about the latest three million dollar house sold in Lincoln Park. But if you watch carefully on some of those late night releases or early morning releases, they're talking just about that. They're talking about a real estate market uh, segment, whether it be, you know, a North Shore or Western or Northwest that's gone flat. And they'll talk about some of these trade uh, that are that are going, you know, below the last trade um, as assessments go up in, in cranes. If you look at where we get our information from, you only have certain entities. You got the Tribune. John Cass writes a lot about it. He does. You've got cranes. You've got. You know, periodicals, then you listen to the rhetoric coming out of the right side and the left side. 
reality is you really need to kind of dig in and just educate yourself and find a source, find real numbers. You know somebody in your real estate business, um, commercial or residential, so I'll have a conversation with them. You know what I think, because we were almost at our point, it seems to me that would be a great roundtable. I think we keep Henry here <laughs> for the next version of this, but we find someone who may need to be protected because she or he is in the industry and may not want to We'll get a, we'll, we'll buy a voice, uh, voice. Yeah. We, look at, we, we, we have sophisticated we are space sophisticated. and, you know, um, it wouldn't be beyond the pale for us to protect this individual, but it seems to me that we ought to have an, an expert or two that if they're willing to stay anonymous and, or hypothetical and not obviously divulge any secrets or any client material, but at the same time, give us their real perspective data, on, the, on the market, yeah, I, I think that may be really helpful. And maybe that is something for episode eight or nine I down the think, line. I think we may have just uh, put ourselves into another episode down the line. I mean, as Ron said, uh, thank you for joining us from Tumor's Corner in beautiful Auburn, Alabama. Temperature today was 83 degrees. Sun is and shining. Humid. Very and humid. Uh, humidity is starting to crank up. It's still a beautiful day down here in, in, in Auburn. Uh, visit Tumors uh, on Tumors Corner for a delicious um, handmade, homemade lemonade. Um, for episode seven, Henry it's not Jacobson, that good. Thank you, Ron Sandak. Thank you um, again. Thanks for joining us. Um, rock and roll. We will catch you in episode eight. Good night.